Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to the Digitally Uploaded Podcast, the companion podcast to digitallydownloaded.net. My name is Alan, I'm going to be your host for this week, and with me I have Matt. Hello, Matt. Hello, Alan. It is the worst morning for me, I swear to God. Oh, it's what? It's terrible. Okay. It's terrible. So I, I was going to make myself a coffee, right? Because it's Saturday morning and it was going to be my nice intro, introduction to the day, to the weekend. I do enjoy my weekends. Um, so I went to the kitchen and then there were no coffee pods for the little Nescafe thing that we've got. So I was very sad about that. But I thought, okay, I've got to back up. I'll just go and make myself a proper coffee using ground beans and stuff. And then I realized I have no filters, so I can't make a drip coffee either. So I'm actually doing this podcast without a coffee for the first time in the history of the podcast. And I'm very sad about this. And I don't know how I'm going to handle the stress. Um, just do some cocaine instead. And we also have Trent here as well. Yes, I'm <laughs> at least, here. At least I'm not Randy Pritchard. I mean, that's oh. that's the thing I say every morning to myself. Matt, I, Matt's I, rant is just like pushing uh, into my bubble I'm, space <laughs> of introduction. It's just like... Well, I, tried, I tried to veto the, the anger of Randy Pitchford and it just came back harder and faster than ever before, like a hedge. You're not Randy Pitchford though either, Trent, are you? Well, well, I don't know because I was about to be like, hey guys, and you're just like, oh, Randy Pitchford. And then it's just like, oh, oh, oh. Like, it is becoming a, it's becoming a weekly segment at this point, I feel, that just... Well, let's see what Randy's done in the last week. What well, we should, has we he should actually, I actually think we should read out this tweet that he's oh, done. I, last I agree. Week it, is, it is a masterpiece of a tweet. All mm. right. So we've got, I tend to favor curiosity and disfavor setting up a feeling and empathetic creature for discomfort. Yet among the negative reactions I felt watching this, there's also some other stuff that isn't exactly negative. It makes me curious about how other people react. And that tweet was about an animal abuse video that he posted up for reasons. Yeah, Randy, just, he's a good sort, Randy. He's, he's a, a great person. This man needs to go and live under a rock in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I cannot believe he's real. <laughs> he's just, he's just lost it completely. I don't know. Maybe it's some kind of masterful marketing strategy to make everybody hate Borderlands 3 so they buy it. I do not know. That's about the only thing I can understand, though. Well, the thing that makes me really happy is that the responses to that tweet are all just pictures of clowns. <laughs> and I really like that because <laughs> it's not, it's not necessarily rude, but it's <laughs> like you're, you're an idiot, which I guess is pretty rude. <laughs> Right. He did get ratioed to Helen Backer for that tweet, which was good. Oh, I, I wonder why. <laughs> right, the next time that you tweet something about animal abuse, I want you to just make a, a strange response to it that goes along the lines of, it all really comes down to relativism and perspective. What I thought <laughs> I was thinking is not what you were thinking that I was thinking, and Jung suggests otherwise. Just, yep, that's just that's lose that. your mind. Just That's say like a whole bunch of words. Talk about collectivism. Screw it. You know, the interconnectivity of things, that's also important to talk about. Yeah, talk about how Borderlands 3 is going to collect your soul. Anyway, we're going to go to some music. Shibaranai de Hitori 
actually kind of in theme for our first topic, which is exciting. Um, if you've been following the news, you have been uh, probably told by Nintendo to go the fuck to sleep. And I like that. Um, Pokemon Sleep is a new uh, mobile phone game from the Pokemon Company, which uh, will turn sleeping into entertainment, quote, much in the same way that Pokemon Go turned walking into entertainment. That was a uh, direct quote from uh, Tsunekazu Ishihara who is the CEO of the Pokemon company. So, um, I I don't know. I think this is really funny. I think the idea of a company like monetizing and gamifying your sleep is the funniest thing ever and definitely won't end up being a huge moral problem in the future. But that's all right. Um, I, I don't know how it works. Is it like you get better Pokemon the longer you sleep? Well, that's because we haven't really. Heard so, of I mean, how long? How long do I have to sleep to get a far-fetched? Because I mean, that's really all I care about. You just want to get leaked in the night. Yeah, I, I want to get leaked. Well, well, it comes with it. You get a new Pokemon Go Plus Plus, what? and then you strap it to your wrist, and then you go to sleep, and it tracks your like heart rate and stuff. So I assume it's based off you know the quality of your sleep. The deeper sleep you're in the more Pokemon maybe show up or like walking or some sort of science-y thing. So basically it's like a sleeping app, but with Pokemon as a reward. Like yes. one of those one of those apps that track your sleeping rhythms and your biohazards or whatever. Yes, and you can know. trade it into Pokemon Go and then you can trade that into your new Pokemon games. Like it's all about collecting things. Yeah. Which endless is... collecting. Yeah. <laughs> endless collecting of crap. Well, that's, a, I guess, the thing, because it wasn't just Pokemon Sleep that was announced with this this week. There was three other things that were announced, wasn't there? There's okay. a new, de- yeah, there's a new Detective Pikachu coming to Nintendo Switch, which would mm-hmm. be good. 
but only if it has Ryan Reynolds as the voice. That would be great. Why can't he voice Pikachu in the games? That would be awesome. Uh, then there's Pokemon Home, which is not a game, but a cloud service that you dump all your Pokemon into and then withdraw them to whatever other games you're playing at the moment, which is cool because you can catch Pokemon in Pokemon Go or apparently Pokemon Sleep now and then throw them into your Switch games and stuff. That's a good thing because I people know. like Pokemon now have an infrastructure to enjoy their Pokemon contents um, wherever they go. The thing that, like, it's infrastructure. I'm... Alan, it's infrastructure. <laughs> I'm fairly skeptical about this whole thing, but also, like, pushing healthy sleep patterns is probably a good thing in the same way that Pokemon Go did make walking a thing for a lot of people who usually wouldn't. Alan's still stuck on Pokemon Sleep, isn't he? Yes. I didn't even get to the last one before Alan decided to segue back to Pokemon Sleep. Because we talked about Pokemon Sleep. It's just the, the, last, the last one is Pokemon Masters, which is apparently a proper Pokemon games coming to us to smartphones via Dina. So, yeah, it'll be free to play and you'll have to pay lots of money to get a Snorlax or something. I'm going to buy a Pokemon Sleeps. Well, yeah. speaking about Snorlax, you can get your Snorlax right now in Pokemon Go. They're all asleep. It's so awesome. You, like, go around and instead of, like, a normal Pokemon being all happy and jumping up and down, there's this giant Snorlax in the middle of a road asleep. Okay, gets run over by a car. It's great. It's <laughs> AR, not real life. It's all real life when you think about it, Trent. Pokemon isn't, like, dumping giant Snorlaxes all over the roads. That would be a bit creepy. I think the thing that would worry me most about that is that Snorlax would probably, like, he wouldn't get hurt from a car crash, I feel. I feel like he'd be safe. No, it'd be the car that got hurt. Yeah. It'd be totaled. <laughs> yeah, the car would be hurt. Man. Yeah, it'd be totaled. <laughs> yeah, and then he'll wake up and do his usual yawny thing and be like, stomp away. Yeah, I can respect that. That's a high-quality play. I'm amazed um, people are still playing, playing Pokemon Go. Well, see, that's the thing is that I actually loaded up Pokemon Go for the first time in, like, I want to say a year and a half the other day. And I sort of, like, got into it again and was sort of like, no, not again. I can't do this. Can't see, I'm a somewhat regular player because I still turn it on, like, every five seconds. But I'm too lazy to leave the house, so I don't really catch that many Pokemon. And so as that type of player... You know, it's definitely progressed, and there's more things. There's more generations now. We're up to, what, Gen 4 now? Like, and it's near the end, so Gen 5 is probably around, like, next year. Like, that's... They're hitting through, like, targets pretty quickly. Like, things are out, and, you know, gets you out and excited and walking around and catching things, and there's a lot more shinies these days and community events and those sort of things. It's great. I always thought Pokemon Go was a bit of a missed opportunity. Um... Because of that walking thing, I don't know. I would have liked to have seen more tourism organisations or uh, museums or somebody, you know, those kinds of those kinds of groups encouraging people to, you know, explore um, via the Pokemon Go app. It would have been nice to see more because I assume that they still have that thing where, as you're walking around, there's some landmarks that show up and you can. Yeah, but you can't you get... can't request them anymore. There used to be a stage. Well, you can, but so there used to be a stage where anyone could request them, and basically they got overwhelmed with people requesting them, and they stopped that. And it hasn't been a thing for ages. But now, if you're over level thirty in um, the original um, Niantic game, uh, you can then l register and you can then request things from in app, and then that shows up that map data shows up in Pokemon Go. So that's what people usually do to request 
landmark stuff. Yeah, and I, that would have been nice to see that expanded on, I guess. I, I thought that was always such a good opportunity for tourism, especially, to to latch onto that and get people walking around cities and visiting places. Um, I guess there would be some people that do it, but it just never became a focus of Pokemon Go, which I found a bit of a waste. And that, it's not just that game. Neantech's done that with what Harry Potter as well. Harry Potter is horrible. Like, uh, yeah. can we segue into Harry Potter? Like, seriously? No, no, we no. can't. No. We're talking about Pokemons. <laughs> no, uh, Harry Potter. Talk- unless Harry Potter is a Pokemon that you can catch and throw into a ball. Um, well, it works the same way. It's like literally the same game, but it's like overcomplicated. It's got more buttons and more things instead of like collecting. Instead of like catching something, you like cast a spell on it and then you get a stamp and then you can stamp your book and say you've caught this particular like harry potter creature thing it sounds exactly like the pokedex it does but it's way too more complicated there's spells and all this other stuff and it's just it's just not fun it's not a fun game well i hate to tell you need this pokemon go no, Pokemon Go is great. It's like, you know, just chilling out, you know, walking around. Oh, yeah, got, got my it's Pokemon. Really, it's five, really not a good game. Five seconds, you know, don't look at my Google Play history because <laughs> that's got way too much purchases. That sort of thing. That, that's what Pokemon Go is. Harry Potter's like, oh, I did a spell. This is great. Like, I love Harry Potter, but just can't get into it. Hmm. Yeah, right. Pokemon, <laughs> Pokemon, Pokemon Go is not a good game. I, I stand by that. It's mildly addictive, and that's kind of the point, but I don't know. It's, it's not. good because it gets you walking around, and I like that. Well, that's the point. I mean, why didn't they do more with that? Why didn't the tourism agencies get bored? Well, that's because... Do official Pokemon Go tour maps and stuff. Can you that's ever good. imagine anyone from the Australian government being like, hey, this Pokemon thing's pretty good. Let's uh, use it. I don't know why it comes from... I saw, I saw, I don't know if it was real or not. I saw a Navy poster. I think it was Navy for maybe the US military or something. Um, and it was like, if you want to catch Pokemon around the world, sign up for the Navy. And I thought, yeah, that's pretty clever. Um, it's very cursed. It's, it's on the level of like Ivan Netmiyaz. It's it's pretty much what I expect would expect the American military to do. Um, so, yeah. Ivan Netmiyaz. If the American military can latch onto the potential of Pokemon to get signups, then I'm sure tourism companies can do it. Too. We'll do, they'll do it like 20 years later before, while it's dying. <laughs> but anyway, um, Detective Pikachu, that's the highlight of the announcements for me for this week. I really liked the 3DS one. Um, I really, really liked it a lot. And I'm looking forward to seeing the Switch one. Apparently, it's a completely new one. It's not just a port. It's not just a you know, upgrade. It's a proper new Detective Pikachu game, which will be good. I don't know about the movie. I still haven't seen it, but I, I really like the game. I really, really like the game. So I'm happy to see that it obviously sold well enough to justify a next one, a Switch one. Good. That's lovely. Well, shall we have some Pokemon music and then go to a break? I don't know what Pokemon music we can use. The I battle theme. No, no. Gonna... no. Oh, um, let's do Lavender Town from Blue. No, we're not doing Lavender Town. Yeah, we always do Lavender Town. Lavender Town is the best one. It's so cool. It's so creepy. It's no, so... we're doing... We should do some music from Pokemon... Ah, uh, Pokemon Co. Pokemon, the movie, the thing, Detective Pikachu. Mm, I think we're going to get... Rhyme City.
And welcome back from that. Um, so there was another big sort of release announcement thingo this week, and that was the most confusing trailer that you probably will have seen in the last year, as well as the most confusing series of tweets that you would have seen in the last year. Call of it's Duty. Not, it's not Call of Duty. <laughs> I'm actually okay, but to divert quickly, Call of Duty. I mean, that did actually right. happen. Yeah, <laughs> Call of Duty it did happen. It did, and it looks pretty alright. I might buy that. Anyway. Yeah, you would. I would. <laughs> You would. You're super right. I would. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, Death Stranding finally has had its gameplay shown, and it looks a bit Breath of the Wildy, which I'm a little bit confused by. That's all right. I um, think I think the real news is that it's actually coming out this year. That was it is also happened. coming out, yes. November 8? <laughs> yes. November 8? Yeah. So I think we all assumed that it was going to be delayed into PlayStation 5 and beyond. Because um, it looks too good. <laughs> But it's actually coming out this year, which I guess that might be Sony trying to push Kojima to get his butt, you know, into action because they don't have anything else coming out this year. So that might be their big Christmas title. I guess it is. Um, and yeah, it, it, it looks, looks like a thing. Cool. I mean, well, Kojima's a bit of a dick, but no, he's not. What is? <laughs> <sighs> so Matt hates Kojima because of reasons. I don't. I, I, I hate. I don't hate him. I just think he's. I, I think that he tries to be all pretentious and stuff, and he doesn't have anything to back it up. He absolutely has the right to be, though, given the fact. No, that no. His that. games. Are, his games are all quite simple. Um, they they they're wordy, and that's the problem I think that I have with these games. They they're very simple ideas, and he just tries to spin them into something they're not. Tries to make them. Have kind you played of, MGS two. <laughs> yes, and it doesn't deserve. I mean, it doesn't warrant what it. The themes that it goes into doesn't warrant the the length of the cutscenes and the the way that the game's presented. It tries to be more than it is, and I think that Death Stranding looks like it might be similar. Um, so all the dead on, babies just freak you out. Well, not dead babies. Well, it's babies. like I mean the the basic premise based on what I've seen of it and what Kojima's tweeted out and statements he's made and all that kind of stuff. It's basically a reaction to Donald Trumpisms. Um, no, it's a no, it is adaptation it's, of the stick uh, and the rope story. He's using that as a way of making a commentary on the Donald Trumpisms of the world. Like his 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 basic <laughs> idea of this game is that it's about bringing community together, and that the way that America, in particular, because it's set in America, um, the the way that American society is at the moment is divided and fragmented, and that is not good for society. Which is a fine point to make, and that's certainly something I agree with. But as a response to that, which he's obviously observed, he's a, he's then thrown all this surrealist surrealist kind of crap in there, which doesn't it doesn't do anything. I don't know. Maybe the you maybe the game yet. You don't know. Maybe the full game will be more cohesive. But based on what we've seen so far. It's basically a very simple idea with surrealist stuff thrown over the top because it's Kojima and he'll get away with it. And that is exactly what his other games are like. They're all like that. They're all very simple ideas. And then he just throws stuff over the top because he gets away with it. And it doesn't, it's not cohesive. His games don't come across as very cohesive to me. And I incredibly disagree, but that's okay. I think they're entertaining enough, but I don't think they're these great works of video game art as people like to talk about them as. It's not it's not like it's a Yoko Taro game where everything is actually designed together. It's it's much simpler than that. And I you know, I, I, I don't have a problem with Kojima's games as such. I enjoy them, but I don't think that he's this paragon of artist. He's not this art 
he's not Orson Welles, the video game dude. And that's, I guess that's why I tend to respond differently to this stuff than other people. Yeah. See, okay. I agree with Matt. I, I'm I like, I'm very with Japanese games. I'm very like the interconnectivity of things with a lot of Japanese developers just is very fragmented. Like you've got, you know, like I'm the kind of person, like if I boot up a game and the menu system is shit, like that, like just drags me out of the absorption in the game. Like I just don't get into the game because, oh, the menu is like Comic Sans. Oh, the, the, like the background picture is like nothing. Oh, that's a great game. <laughs> I'm not quite sure I'm on the same page as you there. No, I don't understand. I think, I think Death Stranding is... Um, I think it's a, it looks very well made. It looks very, very well made. It looks like it's going to be a great game on that level. And I think people are going to really enjoy it. And I'm sure it's going to be a big hit. So I've got no issues with any of that. I just... Like I said... I, I, I Everything just, seems weirdly glossy, though. I just, I just have an issue with how Kojima handles his themes because I, I don't think he needs to be as wordy and verbose with them. Oh, no, he needs an editor, absolutely. And hopefully I, this game will have an editor. <laughs> well, it doesn't look like it does because all that baby shit makes no sense. And you don't know that yet. <laughs> well, he shouldn't no, be throwing it in. The, he, shouldn't, he shouldn't be throwing it in just because it's you know weird surrealist stuff unless he's going to make a point with it. And that includes the trailers. Uh, isn't the baby shit part of the spoiler, whole spoiler? you don't spoilers Matt <laughs> well spoiler. if you're not going to do if you're not going to do spoilers then don't put it in the trailer at all if it's just going if you're only going to present if, if you're not going to explain something you shouldn't be putting it into the trailer I don't no, think it creates interest <laughs> no, it doesn't. what I don't... did you mean <laughs> I, think have, I think people have this idea that surrealist uh the, the the style the surrealism i think people have this idea that it's just weird for the sake of being weird but it's not there's a point to it it's not like salvador dali just you know that it's not got a point to it because though. it's not in the trailer if he's not going to explain it then he shouldn't put it in there you know he has two minutes <laughs> well then he shouldn't again he shouldn't put it in there okay well if you look at if you go back to again if you to compare to yokotaro if you go and look at how near automata was presented they never put the weird stuff in there just for the sake of it it was the trailers and everything all the promotional material of near automata leading up to its release was quite explanatory was quite self-explanatory it's because no like i'm gonna say that the majority of a western audience doesn't know who yokotaro is so they need to sell that game to people who aren't expecting something to be suddenly insane. Well, again, if people think- Kojima has the right to do that because his games have been exceedingly popular in the West. Yoko Taro necessarily got, didn't have the same, like, affordance, unfortunately. It's got nothing to do with his popularity, though. It definitely it's, does. <laughs> it has to do with the fact that Kojima, again and again and again, has thrown this surrealist stuff into his games without it being there for any reason. So for him to do it at Death Stranding again is a big red flag for me because it means like... Have you played uh, Sword? <laughs> I have. What What about what I'm saying doesn't... Have you, it's okay. I'm going to use an example of Megasword 3. Um, ghosts suddenly appear when you're walking through that swamp thing, right? That is right. not real. That is very surrealist. And then having the discussion, if you kill someone in that game, their ghost will appear and it will shout at you. That's not surrealism. <laughs> no, no, no. But then, like, you have these, like, leaders no, no, no. who are, like, orchestrating this whole thing. Like, the, it's very strange. No, the, no. <laughs> surrealism is more like in Metal Gear Solid. Which one was it? The one that was. For example, like, I'm not going to defend for. The one with with Ocelot. 
um, as, All of them? as the first <laughs> boss. As the first boss fight. Three. Three. To send the jungle. Yeah, like that is more an example of surrealism with the way that he behaves and his meowing and all that kind of nonsense. That doesn't do anything. I mean, that's the exact. That's what I was. The characters. The character's name is Ocelot, so he meows. This is not. This is not deep. This is not smart. This is. This is dumb characterization. Dumb literal. Dumb literal (laughs) characterization, and it is exactly the kind of thing that I'm talking about with with Kojima. He has. He, he has this, like, people have this impression of him that he's like this deep thinker about how he makes his games, but he's not. He just takes the literal and then makes it even more literal. And then he, I don't think people understand. So the absurdist is what you're trying to say? Well, I guess you could probably argue that he's a little bit of a, he tries to be an absurdist, but again, it's not like he's Samuel Beckett. It's not like he's Tom Stoppard. He's not particularly good at this stuff. See, I thought all the concepts have already been explained. Like, the babies are all part of the fact that, you know, you turn when you die, you're not really dead, and you just go to an underworld thing, like the upside-down world in, like, Stranger Things. It's called and then, Hades. And then, you know, you tr- you know, you walk around a bit, and then you come back alive after, like, facing your trials and realising that deep down that you're a person, and then you're a human again, but you're changed. And that's, like, the symbolism that, like, death changes people. No, <laughs> do not think that's the case. Well, uh, the name Death Stranding is a concept where whales will just beach themselves for no reason and just die. I think that's going to definitely tie into it. It has to. Like some, like metaphor there for the world is that we're all whales Stranding. and that we're just going to our deaths voluntarily. Is that the yeah. metaphor? No, that- because the rain ages you instantly in this game world. Like that's why you wear the suit. To stop yourself from aging instantly because the world of Hades is coming into the real world or some nonsense. Look, it, I don't know. I haven't played the game. I don't know. <laughs> it could be it could be nonsense. If Man, it is so, nonsense, so what you're saying is the baby is your baby and then you get rain on you and then you turn into a human no, and think, you're like, oh shit, I have to put a suit on and then you I like, think the baby yeah. could literally just be a representation of innocence or something. I don't- <laughs> I don't think I don't think it'll be nonsense. Like I, I don't think anything about this game will be nonsense. I just yeah, once again, I, I don't think it'll be as deep as people will no doubt chalk it up to be. But we are in an industry where people you know, went berserk over God of War as though it was some it was the citizen cane of video games. And I'm I'm just tapping out of all this bullshit with AAA. It's all dumb. It's all dumb. Yeah. Especially and, uh, we will see in a year or in like three years roughly after Death Stranding comes out if there is a research paper written about it like Witcher 3 had one and then I will happily be like yeah it's, it's a smart game I mean I, I want it to be good I, I really do um, and I'm sure I'll enjoy playing it but I just I, I don't have particular faith in Kojima's ability to tell a story at the moment um, so we'll see We'll yeah. see. Worst case scenario, Kojima makes a shit ton of money because that's the worst case scenario. <laughs> he'll, he'll... I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. <laughs> I mean, if, if, Dave, if David Cage can do the same thing and make a shit ton of money despite oh, being worse. Um, did you, sorry, did you see his tweet recently that was like, I'm so proud of what games like Beyond could do for the entire storytelling world? <laughs> did you see that? No, I didn't. But oh. are, you, are you saying a game developer can't be proud of their work, Alan? No, it was so the idea about it was like a tweet thing about like, um, like respecting other people's games, and he just started talking about how good his own games were. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in love with himself, is our David. 
But yeah, so is Kojima. So he's hmm. just very odd. What he's a he's David. an odd man. David. Yes. Kojima or both of them. Uh, either. <laughs> odd for different reasons, perhaps, but they're both they're both odd ducks. Let's put it that way. So a collector's edition of like Death Stranding sold out in like literally like a second. Well, not a second, but like like a, probably an oh hour yeah, it sold out really yeah. quickly because you get mm. that stupid baby lava lamp. Yeah, that would be like awesome to have <laughs> baby lamp. Baby lamp, baby lamp, baby lamp, mom. All right, let's go to music. Frick this. Uh, Metal Gear Solid music. Me too, Baby Shark. No. Um. Yeah. It, Something it, from MGS3. That has let's go MGS3 because I love that game. Yeah, that has good music. It's, it's, some, it's very smart music design. Yeah, because Kojima didn't like it.
he worked very heavily with Harry Gregson Williams on it. <laughs> yeah, but Harry Harry does his own thing, I'm sure. He doesn't. Well, he do, he he was the reason that it was actually chosen to do a like '60s setting because he wanted to oh, do really? spy music and he wanted to do jungle music. Yeah, and uh, Kojima was like, "All right, cool, we'll do this then." <laughs> actually, Kojima does have a good. He he does bring talent together. Let's put it that way. He's very good at that. He seems to be a really well liked dude. So, because I mean, he was going to do something with Mr. Del Toro, which would have been great if Peter. He's in there. No, he's in he's in Death Stranding. No, no, I mean he was going to actually do something on the creative oh, yeah. side with Del Toro in the horror genre with that PT thing. Yeah, that would have been great. Hills, that would have been great. Yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, getting Mads, Mads, my man. Mads on. is great. I want. Oh, I love Mads. He's, he's, I trust any project that has him on board because I feel yeah. like he knows his shit. Except for Marvel movies. No, but he knows that he likes money. <laughs> Doctor Strange was beyond bad. I'm sorry. It was pretty oh, strange. I, I, I found Doctor Strange to be okay. No, 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 no. It's no, a Marvel no, movie. No, 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 no. no, no, no. It, it's a Marvel how movie. Do you, yes. How do you have the talent? How do you have the talent of Benedict and then let him be something so boring as that Doctor Strange version? I mean, I, no, I went into that movie. He, he, I have grown into his own in consecutive. No, I, I, moved, <laughs> I went into that Doctor Strange movie fully expecting a performance of the quality of. Um, his turn in Star Trek, like that that awesome voice and that awesome presence as Khan. I expected Doctor Strange, the Khan version, and I didn't get that, and I was very disappointed. But anyway, um, Kojima's not working with Doctor Strange. He is working with Mads, and Mads is great. Mads was very, very good as Hannibal. He was, and he was great. Actually, the first time I saw Mads was um, the King Arthur movie, and he was one of the few lights redeeming lights in that like movie. the not 2003 guy. king Arthur yeah, movie? No, not, the, not the guy ritchie one <laughs> the, yeah. the clive owen one um where oh God, that's a long time ago yeah so i saw him in that one and he was great and, Fucking uh, hell. and, and otherwise pretty boring film uh he was great as the bad dude in casino royale that he was, was oh he was, he was so L, good uh, what's his name uh la chiffre yeah la chiffre. yeah yeah he was great he was so good he was actually better than like even the book because I read that book, um, he was he was better than that, than the chief. I actually really like Casino Royale. I think it's probably my favorite Bond film. It's good. great. That I scene where he gets his like balls just absolutely fucking stomped though is the most painful thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that is actually like a section, like a word for word, a copy of what happens in the book. Actually, he gets absolutely brutalized in the book. It's very um, bad. The only thing I didn't like about Casino Royale was the theme song. I like the artist, but I didn't think it was a very Bond song. Yeah, I'd, I'd like Adele to just write all the themes from now on. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love the... No, I really liked... Um, Skyfall? Skyfall. I... That's Sam? Sam? That's Adele. No, no. no Skyfall no. was Adele. Was it Adele? Yeah. Skyfall was Adele. Oh, Sam. Um, what's his Spectre, name? Spectre. Spectre. Yeah. Spectre. Oh, Sam, 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 what's his name? Sam Smith. Smith. No, yes. is horrible. I Smith love that a one. Horrible song. No, no, no that's a great that. song. Did no. you hear Alan? Did you hear the Radiohead one? There's a Radiohead one. That was good. So Radiohead was actually uh, asked to write a Bond song. I think it was for Quantum of Solace. Oh no! <laughs> and they wrote the most spectacular song, and it's an amazing song. And then they went with Jack fucking black or whatever his name is and that jack was... black well i oh, feel jack like black. it fits the quality of the movie though you gotta have if it if you know shit bomb song shit bomb movie no no radiohead would have made that movie so it was much jack better. white and alicia keys jack white that's right jack white not jack black jack white and alicia keys that was a terrible song hmm. but 
the was... Radiohead one was so good. And then because they didn't actually get the contract or whatever it is to to put that into the thing, they actually released the song for free. I don't know if you can still find it, but yeah, go and check it out. The Radiohead Bond song is the thing that should have happened but never did. They made it. They made a theme for Spectre. They made a theme for Spectre, did they as well? Oh no. Mm. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was for Quantum of Solace. No, they did a Quantum of Silence, but I'm pretty sure that someone else, most likely Radiohead, did Spectre as well, and it was a lot better than the actual Spectre song as well. Like oh, well, you get over a trend. That was a Sam, Sam. It was a shit it's a great song. song. It's a great song. No, and the pictures and the, you know, the only good things in the Daniel Craig era are Casino Royale and Skyfall. No, that's not true because Skyfall is great. Casino Royale is great. Spectre has some moments. And then Quantum of Solace has um, the best Bond girl ever. I love her. What's no, her name? It's all oh, about Olga, Bond, Olga, Bond Olga Kurilenko. Olga Kurilenko. I mean, I, I love her. She's perfect. She's Bond waifu. So I'm listening to the song now and this fucking slaps. <laughs> Holy it's shit. a great song. It's fucking Radiohead, my dude. It's a great song. I it's told you. It's for Spectre, was it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, this is sick. All right. Sorry. Yeah. I got distracted. Um, what are we doing for the final section? I don't know. I thought this is I thought we're still going on the last section. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. There is no section. It's an You're, illusion. It's all just one flowing, free-flowing conversation at this point. Fucking hell. <laughs> Good luck editing it. Um no, I'm ending it as soon as we talk about the music to Thingo. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. That, that's a pity because it was pretty good content what we're talking about just then. You know yeah, our podcasts need more content. Matt is right there. You know what? Fuck it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, let, let's run this through. Fuck, we don't need a third section. Let's, faster, more intense. <laughs> faster, more intense. Anyway, apparently people are listening to this now. <laughs> I was not yes. aware. I was about to listen to a soundtrack. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. This, this is the joy of recording podcasts. Did, did we even have a third section in mind? No. No, no we, we did not. not. No, we had no idea what we were actually going to do. The idea about. was that if I had played more of uh, Valhalla, we could have talked about that, but I've only played about I like... finished Valhalla. Well, oh. since we are having this ongoing conversation about uh, free-flowing discussion, Alan, how are you finding Valhalla so far? Well, I'm two and a half hours into it, and I don't hate it so far, which is a good sign. Um, I, I did also want to make a point that I managed to uh, soft-lock a visual novel because <laughs> I am the world's smartest man. Um, I managed to mess up a tutorial to the point where the game would not let me continue. Um, so I had to restart. And I, I love that I've managed to mess up playing a visual novel um <laughs> it's pretty, that's pretty spectacular it might be my f most like on point like alan thing to do as well <laughs> um it pleases me um yeah the game's pretty cool i don't know i don't mind it yet Graphics um, good, hey. yeah it's very pretty it's a lot of detail in the art um i also like I, I don't know enough about the writing style yet i'm not a huge fan of it as of yet but that could change because i also didn't really like persona 4's style of writing until i got like you know 10 hours in or whatever so we'll see how i go um yeah it's pretty fun it's pretty i think fun. i think it definitely develops once the other characters start like yeah you a lot more like at the start of the game it was very much you know i'm a bartender what's up you know, and they're like, oh, well, I can't. Stop, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, I just have a beer, you know, beer. B E E R B. 
beer, and you're like, no, like that's the side of the sorry, game. Really you are, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Trent. I'm just gonna have to cut in here. You actually thought that I was like, how the f do you mix a beer? How, a beer is like open a open a can. Pour it in a glass. There you go. But in this game, you actually have to mix beers, which is it, it weirds me out for the longest time. I know there's a narrative reason for it, but it just weirds me out. Um, See, also... my problem with the mixing, uh, <laughs> the mixing stuff is I was letting it go for at least three or four seconds, which was just before it would go to the blending, and that was destroying my drinks. And I couldn't figure out what the fuck I was doing wrong for like the longest time. And I'm like, I, why? This is everything which is in a beer. Why is it not mixing? And then I read like something online, I don't know, like a GameStop or GameFAQs. I don't even know if those websites still exist, but I read something there on the internet and it told me to just click it and then click it like instantly. And I'm like, yes, I got a beer. Like, yeah, it doesn't really explain that particularly well, does it? Like that, that first, like, I want to say 20 minutes when you're trying to make drinks, I was just a confused son. But there's no penalty for screwing it up, so it's not. Yeah, like you can fix it. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the issue is, is that I feel bad, Matt, and I don't want the game to make me feel bad. You feel like you're wasting alcohol, don't you? Yeah. You feel like you're wasting alcohol. <laughs> it's my student attitude to life. Is like, no, <laughs> it's still good. Just drink don't it wait. anyway. Just drink it. <laughs> yes, just because it. it looks like a wine glass and has some foreign alien language on it, you know, it's still good. Yeah, you can you can still put that in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. It's digitallyuploaded.net. You can still put it in your mouth. What it's, a quote. It's still going to get you pissed. That's the main thing. Yeah, just Who drink cares ethanol. how it tastes? Just <laughs> yeah, drink ethanol. Screw it. Yeah, I did that a lot though, because you can add. Um... <laughs> Wait, you drank ethanol? <laughs> <laughs> was... No, because oh, you can yeah. add as you can add as much as the alcoholic um, component into those drinks as you like. Hey, you can just get fricked up. My my favorite thing was just making everybody get really pissed. It was good fun. Why I does that not surprise me? Yeah, I'm a good bartender. People get value for their money with me. They get good contents. I like how you can double the um the drinks and make them big. That's like yeah. the best thing. Yeah. But yeah, Alan, you'll you'll like the characters, uh, I guess, once you get to know them. I mean, this is a game that is a bit it's of a It's built burner. around that. Because, yeah, <laughs> because firstly, it's built around the characters and it is a visual novel, so it takes its time to get going. Yeah, at, at the start, it is a little bit odd, especially since one of the first characters you'd meet is like the the prostitute girl who looks The passed like, out girl? Yeah, the, yeah. The, pros the prostitute girl that looks like a girl because that's what her clients want, and you're like, oh, this is going to go places, isn't it? But it actually makes sense as you get further in, and uh, you realize it's not, it's not what- heart. It's not what you think. Um, have you met? Have you met the the YouTuber yet? I've met literally no one. I've met. I've done like the first like day and a half. Oh okay. yeah, you, yeah. You, 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 you got heaps to go. I mean, you'll get to meet Mickey, which is the best character. She's the best. I love. She her. has twin tails. I'm assuming she does not have twin tails, but oh. she's a very. She does not, but she's very obviously based on Miku anyway. So oh great, she's great. So I'm gonna um, hate I think it. once you do the first like month whatever whatever up to the first payment or whatever it is like that's like all the introductions of all the characters so they not, all not entirely in, really, because you but... meet you meet the jim sterling later on yeah but the jim sterling yeah there's a character that's based on jim sterling and it is great he's great he's one of my favorites he's awesome yep. uh, yeah well, he's... what i mean more is in terms of the story like progressing like the first bit is like all the introductions and then once that's over the characters are a little bit more open and you can you know you can penetrate the conversation a little bit more with alcohol I would, I would Can say. Can you not say penetrate the conversation without? That sounds awful. <laughs> I, I would say, I'd say, Alan, you're probably best to. I mean, you'll know if you're you're going to get along with the rest of the game by the time you get to the first drinking session with your boss. Um, there's a scene 
couple of hours in, I think, where yeah, you you get a twelve pack of beer and you just sit there guzzling it with your your boss, and that's that's the point where you'll know if you're gonna enjoy the whole game or not because yeah. you'll have a you'll have a sense of the characters then, and um, you'll know whether you have favorites or you there's enough there that you want to continue yeah um, you, you would have you would have met logan paul the oh the, the girl the massive uh, uh idiot dude who's like oh, i'm gonna buy a drink give oh, me a drink this place smells like piss the journalist he's my hero no not that guy no not not jay jonah the other dude <laughs> the other the, dude yeah the other dude who's like uh, oh the assassin place... what the assassin he's an assassin there's an assassin oh it's a bold. Beer. I think he's talking about the guy no. who spots a beer. Yeah, he's like, I want a beer. Yeah. I don't know why he's from Texas, but he, <laughs> he's from Texas now. He's not voice. None of these characters are voice acted, so don't worry. You don't have to listen to a Texas, Texan accent. No. We, we should do like a digitally bit. downloaded uh, cover, like voice acting for that game. Oh, <laughs> look, it's just me doing my um, like various terrible voices. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Um, yeah, Valhalla. It's a game. It's, good. it's on it's Switch. Great. That's how I'm playing it. It's also on PS4, just released. It's also on... No, it's on everything. Switch. It's on Vita, it's on PC, it's on... It's on pretty much everything at this stage. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, shall we end the podcast? <laughs> yes, and we will... <laughs> we... Admit, and we will go to that Metal Gear Solid music we promised about no, 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 an hour I'm, ago. No, I've already cut that in. Oh, have you? You've, yeah. actually, you've actually managed to find a cut, have you? Yeah. <laughs> so we've got music to finish things on. Yeah. Um, some Valhalla music. Yeah, let's go Valhalla. Miku yeah, Valhalla. Good. No, stop this Miku nonsense. <laughs> Matt Miku. has converted me. No, Miku's great. He hasn't. I'm gonna save you from your life of sin. <laughs> Miku's great. Miku's the best. Right. Miku, Miku's got a cover of Imagine. John Lennon's Imagine. <sighs> We're stopping now.
that was a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're on it, Alan. Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be fucked to edit. <laughs> <laughs>